yo, yo. Eh. Are we starting? Yes. Oh. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to New Age Person. <laughs> New Age. No. Old Age Christianity. Like, For some reason, I had New Age Personality stuck in my head. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I guess it is a personality trait. I don't know how to react to that. Chicken. I should stop rubbing my arm because it makes a gross noise. Hmm. You know what's weird? What? Galatians is a really hard book in the Bible to like find when you're just flipping through pages. It's just like, it's just tiny enough. And in like the middle of stuff. It's not like Jude where it's at least like towards the end. Like. What about Philemon? Wait, is that, is that a book? Isn't that a book? Not the Carl Jung version, but like the, the Bible version. I, well, Amos? Is that the There's, book? Uh, Amos is an Old Testament uh, thing. You were saying Philemon? Yeah. Let's see. Yes, there is a I Philemon. I knew it. Uh, Paul. Bible college. Paul wrote, Paul wrote a letter to okay. uh, Philemon the man. Tangent. Um, mm. Carl Jung uh, had a spirit guide named Philemon who came to him when he was writing the Red Book. And it's very disturbing. What's so, the Red Book? Um really hard to explain but it's like a book he wrote yeah. with lots of pictures that he like drew okay so it's a picture book <laughs> and is it like for kids no care is it for like illustrations yeah like he drew illustrations um it's a red leather bound manuscript crafted by carl young it recounts and comments upon the author's psychological experiments um but it's like way creepier than what that sounds like <laughs> hmm. how did we get on that tangent or it was just oh, Philemon that was oh right right yeah um hey let me just how do you even spell Philemon? for some reason the Philemon reminds me of like an animaniacs uh they used to do a little skit where the guy was like hey pretty lady and for some reason like pretty lady like has the right kind of syllables that's like hey Philemon I don't know I Anyway, yeah, you can look it up. Um, it's a thing, and uh, it's pretty creepy. So, if you want me to just show you, like, pictures of it. Mm. Well, we'll show people through through the words. It, it's a book. It's it's red. It's like mystical revelation, sort of. Oh, stupid Gnosticism. Yeah, exactly. Go yeah. burn the fire. Um, and, um, like, here's a picture of it. It's like a, a tree, like, but the roots are like a, a snake, snake. That's eating the tree, and um, like so much. Or you know, it's just the tree blossoming from the snake. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, symbolism, is basically what I want yeah. to say. And he was quote unquote like inspired or channeled this Philemon spirit guide. So. And all this mysticism you know. can go eat a dick. Well, that that was graphic. <laughs> They, it can go do whatever the the worst thing that pop culture says they can do. Yeah, that's that's. I'm what just it. saying, someday your mother might listen to this episode. She might. And now. Hi, mom. Now you've you've said certain words. It might be edited out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the editor. <laughs> okay, so what do you want to talk about this time? Which is sort of relevant to the snake eating the tree that we just talked about. Well, I mean, you, you could maybe say that about really anything in the Bible. 
Um, but we would like to talk about uh, Gifts of the Spirit and the counterfeit Kundalini, Kundalini, Kundalini. Uh, Spirit, which also is like a yoga snake thing. Spirit, they call it. Yeah, snake spirit. Uh, so they describe it as like a spiritual snake. And who is they? Uh, I'm going to say like... Uh, uh, okay, it's the Hindus. I was going to say like yoga, yogis. I think so. I, th- I think it's all... Yeah. It's all the same junk, you know? There's just one big bucket that's New Age, and you can basically throw most of the stuff in there and be like, yeah, it's the New Age bucket. Anyway, Kundalini is um, related to yoga, related to chakras. Um, if you go to YouTube, there's like probably thousands of videos on like awakening the kundalini spirit inside yourself Hmm. and um yeah it's uh basically (laughs) they think that there's energy of course um that is dormant at the base of your spine and it is activated and channeled upward through your chakras which is kind of why I guess they see it as a snake because of your like spinal column and uh, once it's been awakened you reach like spiritual perfection or Hmm. you know the top of your spirituality what I want to know so they believe in reincarnation so let's say in one lifetime you only unlock the first chakra in your second life is your first chakra already unlocked or do you have to do it again I'm not up to snuff with reincarnations, mm. so... I'm not... Uh, this is just a question I'm throwing out there. Uh, co- comment in Facebook or on Twitter if you follow either Aaron or I on Twitter and t- tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay, so um, maybe we can start by saying what the spiritual gifts are and where you can find them in the Bible. And we'll give you plenty of examples of uh, the wrong versions of those and maybe give you some... Some tips on detecting the right versions. So, 1 Corinthians 12 is going to uh, give you the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, Skipping a little bit of the first part, which is just like, hey, you know, you used to worship idols, and, you know, you're with pagans, and they led you astray. And the Holy Spirit is the one that, like, makes you identify Jesus as Lord, and you wouldn't be able to say Jesus is accursed as, like, a real thing because of the Holy Spirit. Uh, So, starting in verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit work all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills, he being God. That was a lot there. There, there was. I, I thought it started at four, but it actually kind of like starts down at eight. But... <laughs> It's in the middle of the paragraph. <laughs> so um, it was context. Yeah. I mean, I even skipped a paragraph and we, we still ended up in the middle. So. Uh, the, you want to reword that? Like paraphrase? Paraphrase gifts of the spirit? Yeah, literally what you just read, but. Oh, jeez. Okay. 
so let me let me just get over here so basically there's there's wisdom wisdom is a spiritual gift so is knowledge so is faith so That's is kind of interesting just you know, as a side note I, I think it's just like it'll give some people like exceptional faith yeah but um, i don't think people talk about that like ever you know and you know in the same way like wisdom and to another knowledge mm-hmm. in the same way that like the pharisees knew the scriptures like, everyone see, knew like, that but you'll like, get like knowledge being a useful tool like oh you're a preacher so if you have the gift of knowledge that's really helpful to like pass down knowledge but like the gift of faith just is is an interesting one that i don't really know much about yeah and i'd say like knowledge and wisdom is probably given to people that maybe don't have access to a lot of resources on the bible and they just know jesus so they're gonna have to get some super knowledge or supernatural some super knowledge you know in reality uh, knowledge and wisdom on the scripture because they may not have any any other way uh, to get that but anyway like uh, continuing on so uh, after faith let me uh, uh, also gifts of healing uh, and another one affecting miracles and to another prophecy uh, and another distinguishing of spirits um, did I skip that line somehow when I was reading it? I don't remember saying it. Yeah, um, I don't recall it Oops. Either. Sometimes, you know, you're reading and you, you skip stuff, but uh, distinguishing of spirits uh, and then um, being able to speak in different languages and being able to interpret different languages. Yeah, I remember that line, so yeah. I must have skipped it. Oops. Well, fixed it. <laughs> um, so I think each one of these does have a counterfeit version. Like... Wisdom and knowledge are going to be difficult uh, to, like, pinpoint, but, you know, you could say just as much that people um, giving, like, misinformation. Yeah, or, or... like, even, like, Gnosticism, right? You think you're getting this secret wisdom, but it's fake. Like, it's not real wisdom. Well, it's real wisdom to somebody, Uh but it's, it's not real scriptural wisdom. Yeah. Which I guess is maybe what a lot of this boils down to is yeah. like having wisdom about God, having knowledge like about you God. Have a spirit, but that doesn't mean it's the Holy Spirit. Like it's always mm. that fake. One thing <laughs> that I find kind of kind of interesting to talk about too is so there's uh, prophecy, but then also knowledge. And what's weird is a lot of people that claim to be prophets will say, "I have a word of knowledge for you." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like a weird distinction there. But I'd say prophecy is you are predicting the future, right? Like, when there's prophets, they're like, God's gonna come and destroy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to. He's about to. Um, they never fail. Yeah, and, and they shouldn't fail. Like, if, if you like, know someone... I don't someone, think there's anywhere in the Bible where someone has prophesied and it didn't happen. But on the flip side, maybe people did, but then they just stoned the guy. Well, exactly. They, you don't because... keep around a book of a guy that you stoned. Except, <laughs> I guess, maybe Jesus. But they didn't really stone him. They... Well, they want to, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I guess someone could respond and say, well, if they made a prophecy and it didn't happen, it just wouldn't be included. But, I don't know. Yeah. And then, of course, you would also say, well, that person must have been a fake prophet. Yeah, exactly. In which case, they didn't have the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that could certainly be said. So, anyway, there, there's probably counterfeits of all these other ones, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we have, like, wisdom, which could just be, like, distorting reality and and spreading so not actual wisdom (laughs) yeah like the opposite of that uh and some have faith um uh, what's the antithesis of faith i don't know doubt 
I mean, you got Doubting Thomas, so I wouldn't really... Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how you... I guess, like, faith in... The wrong thing. In the wrong thing, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, healing, uh, we certainly covered uh, the bunch of leg healings. I think that was the last episode. No, we uh, never posted that episode. Oh. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right. Well, we can talk quite a bit about... Uh, I mean, uh, healings and counterfeits. This, so. Yeah, we'll get to that in a, in a minute then. Gives us something to fill the time. Yeah. And then, like, so there's healing and then quite separately affecting miracles. So I think there's a huge distinction between, like, healing the body and, I'm going to say, like, performing signs. I don't know if that's the same as affecting miracles. I don't know what the exact description would well, I mean, be. if you think about, like, Moses, like, hey, you parted the Red Sea and there's all these other things yeah. that necessarily healing it's interesting though how so many people consider like healing the only miracle you know like in so many churches and even the tent meeting churches and whatever it's always about healing and not about miracles in general yeah even jesus i'm gonna turn the water into wine like that wasn't that wasn't yeah although a part of me wonders like depending on how you define a miracle like how many how many miracles happen that we just have no concept that like anything supernatural happened I don't know. That's interesting. And then, uh, of course, distinguishing of spirits. So, you know, through through Jesus, we'd say we, we know what's of, like, God and the Holy Spirit and, like, ministering angels versus what's of Satan and, you know, destructive demon cough, influence. Cough. Carl Jung's Philemon. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, a wonderful example. An uh, apt example. An apt example. There we go. A relevant example. Yes. And then, uh, so one that, uh, this, this really gets me, so I don't know how much we'll talk about it right now, but, uh, uh, being able to speak in tongues or interpret tongues, uh, I'll, I'll keep it short. My interpretation of this, and of, uh, there's uh, one other scripture that talks about this too, I think in Colossians, is, uh, it, this is just speaking languages, like, for instance, if you're ministering in Europe, and there's a group of people who all speak different languages that you would just be speaking those languages. Mm-hmm. And then the inverse would be being able to hear a language you don't know and, and get it. So, in other words, um, not like the dabbing. Not dabbing. Uh, the Babbling. Scatting. When you, when you scat as like a singer. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like that. Um, or like you know, s- scat in the forest. You know, yeah, like that—that's animal poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, the the babbling. Yeah, um, when you when you hear someone, they're like, "Oh, just open your mouth and whatever comes out." Yeah. Like, uh. so um, here's here's a question that maybe would be helpful. Hmm. Are you a cessationist or a whatever a non-cessationist? That, that's a really big word, but I believe what you're saying is, did the gifts stop? Yeah. Um, like after Pentecost. I don't think so, but I, I think the gifts are given based on their usefulness, and I certainly, I, like... I don't know if, like, you mean usefulness, really, but do you mean, like, suitability, like, for the situation? Well, the ending here says, distributing each one individually just as he will. So I don't think anyone is, like, you know, when they're saved or baptized in the Spirit or whatever you want to call it, um, I don't think at that point this is, like, your spiritual gift is faith and this is all you'll have. Yeah. I think uh, there's times and places where you need faith, you need healing, yeah, so you need like, miracles. Depending and the, on the situation and whatever it'll be like. Yeah, there's. 
God will give you what you need when you need it. Yeah, like I don't think God is going to give you, uh, I don't know, affecting miracles and uh, there's no miracle to be done. Mm-hmm. So would you say, say then, then you think everyone has the potential for any of the gifts or all of the gifts? So, so it's not like a singular... So, I don't think any has. human is, is capable of it. Well, yeah, yeah, I just mean, it's, like, if, if God if, wanted them to have a gift... If you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's capable of doing whatever yeah. it wants. Um, and, uh, you know, within the the realm of the will of God. Yeah, um, it's interesting, because I was watching a video with um, John Piper. And um, he was talking about how he's tried for years and years and years to have the gift of tongues. Like, he actively works on trying to get this gift. Oh, that's too bad. And he's he had a story of how he was, like, sitting in his, his car, if he was coming home from church or whatever, but he was in this car alone, and he said, you know, you know, God, just, you know, just give me the, the gift of tongues, just this, like, one time. And it's just really interesting how, I don't know, it just seems like a really weird thing for me well. to think of someone doing so i think if he wants to do that he needs to go somewhere where he doesn't know the language doesn't have an in yeah and go minister there yeah, exactly so their their interpretation of what tongues are is what we were saying earlier where it's like you're just babbling whatever comes to mind as opposed to an actual meaningful language um and yeah. so it was just it was a it was a weird thing to watch yeah and, I mean, even in the early church, so I think this actually goes to the verse in Colossians, which I don't have marked in my Bible, so I might struggle to find it in a, you know, a couple minutes. But they're like, you know, I, I wish that you didn't, Paul says to the Colossians, um, or maybe Ephesians. I'll, I'll figure it out in a second. Paul but says he, it to someone. Yeah, and he's like, you know, it's great that you guys are all speaking tongues, but it's just like, it's just like a clanging gong. You're not doing anything mm-hmm. edifying. It'd be better if you prophesied. That would be... Uh, oh, actually, it looks like it's Corinthians because I just see yeah, prophecy is superior gift. Yeah, um, I that gift, that gift, that verse because of uh, Bible quizzing. I had to memorize that chapter. Oh, there we go. So, um, yeah, like First Corinthians fourteen six says, "Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit you unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophecy or of teaching?" Um, so here it's like you know in the Corinthians church. Uh, maybe not everyone spoke Greek, right? I believe mm-hmm. uh, Corinth was a, like a trading area. There's lots of people Both coming in and out. And uh, you can go in there and speak tongues, and that's fine. Maybe many people are going to hear you, but if you're not speaking things An that mean language. anything, well, <laughs> well, not even that, but here it's like, if I speak to you, but I'm not like giving you the revelation or knowledge or prophecy while speaking whatever languages everyone around me is speaking, then like, what good is it? worse it is if you're not actually speaking any language at all oh if you're just babbling then um i mean that goes to the fruit of the spirit which i can we'll 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 jump in there um shortly Eh, you know what we can do it now now i get to do uh we'll swing over to galatians galatians let's go with five oh yes 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 okay so um Fruit of the Spirit, the first chunk is saying, like, uh, and we'll get into this when we talk more about the Kundalini, but it's just like, uh, the deeds of the flesh are evident by this list of things. 
Um, but then the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and there's no law against any of those things. And I think that's a great way to measure like measure things. Like, for instance, when people are saying, speak in tongues by just opening your mouth and just whatever comes out, that's not self-control. That's yeah. not a fruit of the Spirit. And if it's not a fruit of the Spirit, it doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Uh, and we'll be able to, any one of these Kundalini um, things, we'll be able to go back to the fruit of the Spirit. And we'll, mm-hmm. I'm sure we can list off multiple things where it violates mm-hmm. that fruit. And if it violates the fruit, then we know it's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? The church in uh, uh, Berea. It's like, test the scriptures. Yeah. So I guess we can talk more about Kundalini stuff, unless there is uh, something specifically about spiritual gifts we want to talk about. Um, I'm just thinking about uh, the the healings. If we wanted to talk about that. Sure, because yeah, like I think like knowledge and wisdom like really boils down to like just general Gnosticism, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a freely available knowledge and wisdom through the Holy Spirit. Or through other means, it's Gnosticism. It's hidden knowledge uh, with rituals and things. So, I, I mean, we've, we've talked about Gnosticism mm-hmm. before already. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's just see what's next in the list. So, uh, another by faith? I don't know. I don't know how to, how to quantify that, mm-hmm. like, specifically. Certainly, people have a lot of faith in yoga. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a few Christians that were very offended that I said that yoga... Uh, like it's not compatible with Christianity and uh, it is you know yoking yourself to uh, these Hindu uh, spirits and gods Uh, mostly spirits and it doesn't matter if you're you're practicing yoga with the best intentions or if it's if it's just for exercise it is interesting how so many people think that their intention matters (laughs) like well if your intention is to do yoga well, I mean, they, they, they're like, there's, a, there's stuff that's like, oh, it's, it's biblical yoga or like it's Christian yoga because rather than like focusing on, you know, whatever, you're focusing on Jesus. But that, mm. that, doesn't, that doesn't make it actually Jesus. Well, you know? I'll, I'll have to look it up in the Old Testament, but uh, uh, there is a verse where God says like, when you enter this land, you have to destroy all of their like mm-hmm. uh, religious... Uh, things, all of the uh, rituals. You need to destroy it all because you can't worship me with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, yeah, so I, so I, I always find that. it interesting that it's like somehow you tiny little human and your intentions matter. Really? You think so? <laughs> like, it, I just find that laughable. Yeah, I mean, it, intentions only mean something when you do things that match that intention. Right? Like, I didn't mean to hurt somebody, but I did mm-hmm. means that I, I hurt somebody. Yeah, exactly. So your intention doesn't actually matter. Yeah. All right, let me, uh, sorry, I'm just looking up this. Uh, I mean, I guess it matters for murder if you're, like, first or second degree. <laughs> Although that's not necessarily intention. That's, like, meditating. But regardless, hmm. I am going on a tangent as yeah. you look through your phone. Yep, just trying to find that one verse. Uh, in the Old Testament where God says, don't worship me with well, other people's stuff. Well, always boiling down to, like, I am a God one. I am one God. You'll have no other gods before mm. me. Like, well, Deuteronomy... That's uh, even in, like, the Ten Commandments, is it not? 
Yeah, but people don't think that when they do yoga that they are putting another god in front of God. Yeah. Uh, so Deuteronomy 6, 12 to 15 says, once I put my finger on it, And watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall worship him and swear by his name. You shall not follow other gods, any of the gods of the peoples who surround you, for the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Otherwise, the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you, and he will wipe you off the face of the earth. I find it also really interesting how there's a lot of people, particularly in the New Age, well, I think this is purely what New Age is, in the sense of, you know, every religion leads to God. Well, know, they lead to something, for but sure. Like, that's like Oprah says that, you know, every religion, no matter what you are, you, you won't go to hell if you're actively searching. It doesn't matter what religion you end up with. Um, and it's just interesting because, like, if we're a Christian and you believe the Old Testament, it's like, well, this God is a jealous God, implying that hmm. the other gods actually, you know, they do matter in the sense of you can't follow the other ones. Hmm. And so I just find it really hard to... Like, I'm pretty sure there are quote-unquote Christians who still believe that. Like, I'm pretty sure Oprah calls herself a Christian, even though her belief is completely contrary to the Old Testament. So, hmm. it's just one of those Well, we're living in a culture things. where you're not allowed to call someone out as wrong. But if I think about things in terms of math, when, you, when there's a formula, there is only one right answer. If it's 2 plus 2, it will never be 5. No, it no, doesn't see, matter. See, it's hilarious that you're saying that because there was a move, a movement, for lack of a better word, on Twitter, li- like two weeks ago, huh. with two plus two equals five, and this was because you should see Alex's face right now because he's like, "What is happening?" Um, it had to do with how math is all like socially constructed, and so because of our language, two plus two equals four, but in reality, it doesn't, and so there was a whole bunch of people in contrary to this. Like idiocy being like, uh, two plus two equals five. So it's it's just really funny to me because I never even talked to you about this until now. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so so you can't even go with that. Like that is still something yeah, that and like, people are literally debating today. That that is not a language thing. I can I can go to someone that does not know English, but they and know I can, I can get two stones and two sticks, and together we'll both agree that it's four. We might use different words because I speak English and this person speaks something else, but I'm pretty sure we can hold up our fingers at each other and agree. It's madness. Um, So that's all to say (sighs) that in everything in the world there is uh, what is true and what is not. So you're saying objective truth, which people don't think exists. Yeah, that's not a thing uh, these days. uh, It's not very popular. But, yeah, it's like, you're not being nice by letting someone be wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the programming field, oftentimes I have to tell someone, like, no, you can't do that. That creates a bug, and that bug is never going to be a feature. The client doesn't want this feature. They want this other thing. And uh, I wouldn't be able to say, like, well, object- you know, the subjective version is, like, the client does want this. No. Uh, or and, maybe the subjective version would be, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Exactly. That's uh, that's the programming joke. Um, but the not truth far is... from reality, though. That's true. But the truth is, there's only one way, 
and we know it to be Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we know it because Jesus said he's the way, and there's a whole history behind why Jesus is the Christ, is the Messiah, is the Son, is the fullness of God, because people thousands of years beforehand were saying, hey, I think, I think this thing is going to happen, and whether or not they knew it was prophecy or not. We, I would um, yeah. like to do an episode at some point on what makes like the story of Jesus unique compared to mm. all the other religious stories. Um, I actually stumbled on this one story um, two days ago I was looking at it, and basically it's like the closest parallel, so supposedly the closest parallel to the Jesus story is this guy named like Apollos of something who the, we only have like one record of him existing and it was written like 150 years after he died and he's supposed to have been born like by a virgin and then die and then resurrected but there's actually all these differences in the story compared to like the Jesus story plus Jesus was born before he ever was supposed to have been born so again it would be him paralleling Jesus and not Jesus paralleling him since Jesus came first but regardless um, pretty interesting. So hmm. it would be, I think, helpful or fun to compare and, you know, contrast. Yeah, we can get there for sure. Um, so I'm going to bring it all the way back to spiritual gifts. So we, we were kind of talking about um, faith. Um, actually, so it was like wisdom, knowledge. Faith, like obviously putting your faith in things that aren't God. So another one, uh, so the next spiritual gift we can talk about, though, is healing, because I know you've got mm, yes. a lot to say about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give the really shortened version, maybe. We'll see how long I go. It'll be the long version. We all know it. Uh, so, uh, when I was a child, okay, not really a child, let's say... You can just say when you were younger. Twelve. You still lived at home. Yep. Parents are doing house church, um, and we would go to house churches. Uh, if you don't know what that is, very self-explanatory. Uh, you the go church to someone's house. house for their church. Usually, there'd be less than 30 people. I'd say most of the time, 20, 25. In this instance, I think there was only about 10 of us, and um, there was a woman who came with her husband and her child, and a friend. Anyway, there's a few people who came over to this house church. And I'm not going to say her name because. Uh, give her a fake name. Or, or we can censor it. We can censor uh, it. I'll call her uh, Princess. That's oh. a name, apparently. That's anyway. weird. Okay, yeah, anyway. Call her Princess. Um, princess came and she had a. Is there a, a medical term for this? Um, there probably is. But... I call it uh, short leg itis. <laughs> yeah, so her legs were, um, one was longer than the other. And if I recall correctly, which I'm pretty sure I talked to my parents about this somewhat recently. And, and you they... have a crazy good memory. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they agreed. And um, yeah, so her one leg was about two and a half to three inches shorter than the other leg. And it was so bad that she had to wear um, shoe inserts. Um, and so at this house church, she had her leg lengthened. And 
saw it with my eyes. So I saw it happen. My parents saw it happen. The other people there saw it happen. Um, it was pretty creepy. Not creepy. It was, okay. It became creepy later, thinking back. But at the time, it was like, what is happening? Like, it was... And then it got, it was kind of funny, because um, while it was happening, the shorter leg almost became longer than the, the regular length leg, so it was like, oh, hold on, don't get longer than the other one now. Um, so that's a funny story. But yeah, so that happened, and on the way out, she like picked up her foot insert and like wagged it in the air and was like, I don't need you anymore, and then like threw it away. And then was like walking perfectly normal without it. And so this ties in because after the fact, pretty much her entire life fell apart. Yeah. Now, before you continue, I'm going to give us the checklist. And we're going to okay. see how many, uh, how many uh, we can check off from the fruit of the spirit or say that the opposite happened. So we have love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So uh, if if a combination of any one of these so, sins happened, we can say that it was from the Holy Spirit. So of those fruits, maybe joy. Well, temporary. Yes, temporary. temporary no, joy. so so I, I was I was giving you really the fact that I don't think we're gonna check any of these off. Yeah, not... yeah, I don't think so either. But like like in the moment, of course, joy is missed. But then later know crap hit the fan and the fruits of this endeavor were like suspicion deceit like anger hatred um chaos you know, lack of self-control la definitely lack of self-control um mental instability i would put that um, under a lack illness, of self-control um a whole bunch of things so for context after this quote-unquote miracle happened uh, the woman's life fell apart, and there's a lot of mental illness stuff that happened, you know, marriage stuff that happened, entire life up in flames, basically. And I had my parents over for lunch probably about a month ago, and I brought this up to them because I'd been thinking about it for a while, and I asked them, do you think this, you know, was a true miracle or like a, a godly miracle or something and my dad said you know the same thing that you're saying now which is it given you know the rotten fruit that was produced after the fact no it probably wasn't a god miracle and so again this comes into that whole counterfeit god counterfeit gospel counterfeit spirit and everything and um i don't think we've talked about joanna michelson but she is the author of the beautiful side of evil which is basically this idea that there can be like good miracles that come from god and there can be events that we think are good miracles but are actually evil or you know have been done with not sourced directly by god yeah not not from a yeah using a an evil spirit let's say and so with that in mind um it kind of made sense in terms of well given you know the bad fruit then sure yeah i totally believe that there can be things we think are miracles or we think are from god that are not from god and are deceptive and are 
LeBron too for whatever reason. Now, just for fun, okay. because there is uh, Paul. Just before we talk about the fruit of the spirits in uh, chapter five. Verse 19, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, uh, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, uh, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissension, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing. That's and interesting that drunkenness is listed there as well. Yeah, like I think like if you're like... If you've got some like emotional problems that no, you're trying to no, drink away, I mean, not or you mean like drinking. the fake drunk of the spirit? Uh, yeah, I mean like in the Could charismatics be. where it's like, oh yeah, give me more of of you know of yeah, drunk of the spirit or whatever, which I'm sure we'll probably get into because that's related to the Kundalini stuff. Yeah, maybe that like maybe that falls under like miracles, faith. I don't know if it's, it's all a. Yeah, it's the New Age bucket. Just throw it in the bucket. But yeah, I think it's worth noting, yes to all those, that was the fruit that was produced. But on top of that, I think it's worth talking about Todd White because he is notorious for... He's the uh, dreadlocks guy, right? Yes. He is a a (laughs) notorious, quote-unquote, street... Preacher we should slash. we should call him a street leg healer. That that's yeah. his claim to fame, so, in my opinion. There are videos of him going down streets and taking people, you know, to the side of the street and going, you know, the Lord loves you so much, and you've got like one of your feet is longer than the other. And you've got you, back problems. Yeah, you've got like back problems, or do you have, you know, like who who doesn't have an achy back every now and then? Knee issues or whatever. Let come over here and let me heal you. And so he'll get this like twenty year old, and the twenty year old will sit on a chair, and he'll do a he'll do a fake leg healing. Like it's obviously fake. And you know, Alex has asked me, you know, how how do you know that the leg lengthening that you saw was real as compared to this fake Todd White? healer and I think there's a few differences so the way that Todd White fakes the healing is by you change the length of one of the legs by manipulating the shoe so that when the other shoe is moved it looks like the leg is lengthening but it's really just the shoe changing Um, and what's also interesting is that most people most people have different length legs to begin with but the difference is like extremely small like a quarter of an inch let's say so most of the people would not have like a two and a half or three inch difference because that would be an obvious thing that they would have already you know gotten uh, shoe inserts for whereas he's picking people off the street that have pretty normal legs and they're wearing shoes whereas the woman that um, was with us princess uh, when her leg grew she wasn't wearing any shoes and Todd White will specifically manipulate the shoe by like touching the foot with his hands and this woman we didn't touch her feet it was sort of like a you put like your hand out um, if you've ever seen those pictures with Keanu Reeves where he's like trying to give his fans um, not a hug but sort of a hug with a picture taken and he doesn't quite touch them it's like the hover hand mm. we basically did like the hover hand but on her foot and um and she wasn't wearing any shoes. So, plus, it was like a three-inch difference. So there's all of these reasons why I don't believe it was fake. And 
I think you have to be crazy to believe that it was fake. Whereas with Todd White, it's obviously fake for multiple reasons. Um, there's been like exposés on them, um, on all of his quote-unquote healings. And that's not to say that I don't think he ever healed someone, but I think it's safer in his case to do the fake stuff. It's like the Google uh, fake it till you make it. Yeah, so that if this one time it doesn't work, well, that's okay. Because maybe next time it will. And we want to make sure that people know that God loves them. So this will be like the way to show it, even though it's total bullshit. But yeah, hmm. so all that to say, um, there's a fakeness out there. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. I think one thing too is like, uh, what of the outcome uh, glorifies God, mm -hmm. right? Like, if this woman had inserts and she was doing perfectly fine with a leg that was a little shorter, does she need the healing? I don't know. Uh, I'm not the one to say whether or not someone deserves something or not, but uh, maybe she didn't need it. So the fact that maybe they it's tried to force a miracle. It's really interesting you say that because I thought about this also. Um, I don't think I've told you this part, but. If I remember right, one of the friends that she brought with her came with her husband, and she was pregnant, um, and I, I'm pretty sure she was like seven or eight months along, like she was pretty far along, and they found out that if she gave birth, like she would die, hmm. so they had to make the decision on whether or not to like have an abortion so that the mother would live but then this like seven or eight month old baby would die and and thinking about it now i'm like well why didn't you pray for a miracle for that like yeah. why why did you why was it this leg lengthening that literally like kind of makes no difference to someone's life in the grand scheme of things compared to like this baby that could be dead in like three weeks like yeah why why didn't and i i have no idea what happened um i just remember being like, oh, that's really sad. And, yeah. Well, it could just be like, you know, spiritual deception, right? Like, for some reason that night, it, it became a focus of the leg rather than life. Mm -hmm. And as we know, like, God's all about life. He's, uh, he makes life, he maintains life. Not a huge fan of ending life. I mean, from the Old Testament, <laughs> you, you may or may not get that impression. But I'm also under the... Yeah, and we don't know what happened in those places where he destroyed them, right? Like, we don't know how many people were sent. Well, we know that there were, like, child sacrifices, and there was cannibalism. Yeah, there's all sorts of there messed up stuff. And there was... And, you know, like, earlier on in the Bible, the closer you are to, like, Adam and Eve, the more you know that they knew what they did was wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, God also says, like, you know, um, for the people that are against me, like... I'm going to judge them up until like the fourth and fifth generation. But those that are faithful, I'll, I'll bless them for thousands of generations. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So, you know, maybe it was a couple of generations down from the people that heard the word of God. Like God literally was like, Hey guys, go do this. And they didn't, you know, and the further in history we go, the less God had to do that because there was more, you know, like, books and oral traditions where people could say like oh we know god is this and god is that um anyway that, that's a huge tangent yeah um you yeah. know anyway but yeah so i 
think um, deception was very high that night. And, um, yeah, sad. Yeah, and I, I guess some of it too, like for the fruit of the Spirit, you may not see the fruit of the good things or the bad things right away. Yeah, I so don't think it's, anyone really would. It's weird, but... I would certainly say that any time where you think you can force the hand of God or cause a miracle, guess what? You know, Somebody it's uh, call you Bill Johnson? <laughs> and it's like all these things are from the same spirit, the Holy Spirit. They're not from you. There's no way that you can channel healing through your hand. That doesn't exist. There's some other force doing that. And for us, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And these counterfeits are, are demons that can manipulate things. Uh, on the spiritual realm that may or may not cause physical changes, uh, but they're always destructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just talk to Elvis. Oh, yeah, well, we'll do an episode <laughs> on Elvis. I know you want to talk all about him. Um, so that's healing. Then another is affecting miracles. This one's, like, kind of, again, like, a tough thing to, like, pinpoint, other than to say, look at the fruit of any miracle, but... I think about like the Catholic Church and they they do the sacrament and that's they consider that a miracle like you are eating yeah. the the flesh and drinking the blood and that's obviously a, a, a counterfeit. Um, depends on who you talk to. Well, yeah. it depends on who you talk to. But I I would if you're Catholic and you listen to this and you would like to debate that. Well, don't say that. <laughs> um, I I would love to see some scripture uh, about what you believe. Any scripture that isn't from their catechism and isn't from quote-unquote saints so literal i mean i mean i mean the bible uh, i guess if they really want their own specific so if they want to bring in apocrypha and stuff too uh then that's fine but that means that you know still go to the i'm going to say like the 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 established canon the established of the protestant variety yeah because obviously if if things disagree with some other yeah. part of scripture, and then it's like, oh, is this... Transubstantiation? Is that what that's called? Uh, transubstantiation? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. I don't know. I'm not Catholic, so I don't think about Catholic <laughs> theology. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do not consider that. Like, I'm not a Catholic either, for various reasons, but, yes, um, I think it's pretty weird to think yeah. that you're literally eating Jesus' body and drinking his literal blood, so... Sorry. Yeah. But, like, otherwise, like, affecting miracles is, like, I think almost like a case-by-case thing, but always look for the fruit. If someone says, like, oh, I work miracles, uh, look at what they've done before. Did it result in, like, love, joy, peace, self-control, and the other fruit of the Spirit? And if it doesn't, then you can be like, oh, I don't want this guy's miracle, you know? Like, that's one of those things where you got to call some spirits out of that man and drown them or whatever. What? No, not not the man, the spirits. Oh, you should specify. <laughs> no, just thinking like when, when Jesus came across the, uh, the legion, he's like, uh, they're like, oh, don't destroy us. Yeah. So he cast them in the pigs, but then the, ca- the pigs go and, and drown themselves. So yeah. I don't know what that meant for the spirits. Did they die? I don't understand what casting them into pigs and then and the running. Anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. Jesus knows what it's all about. I don't. But if, if anyone's got opinions, again, come to our Facebook just group uh make a post and uh we can discuss it mm. um I, I would love to know opinions I on that i probably won't debate anyone because i don't do that you don't have to debate it's just a just just a discussion it's you not said like debate earlier so okay I'll well just, just a discussion but, but 
I don't do that. I but, learned my lesson. Yeah. For, for, I don't know. If anyone disagrees with stuff, please post it. Uh, back it up with scripture. I don't want like, well, oh, my my priest taught me this. I'm, I'm sure he did. Uh, find where it is in the Bible, and we can talk okay. on common ground. So I think we're getting off track a little bit. <laughs> and I want to go back to the Kundalini. Yes. So I, I was trying to come up with like a, a Kundalini miracle. Um, but like, I don't know. So I'm just like talking about like other things, but, uh, what, what would be the equivalent of like in yoga, but they say like, just like transcending the body or unlocking chakras is a miracle. Like, I, I don't know specifically how. I don't even really know if they deal with miracles, honestly. I, I think they do. Cause they do like healings and there's all sorts of like counterfeits there. Um, well they would do like psychic healings. So like I think that would so well, they would like be energy healings yes and, and not um, yeah again Elvis perfect example because little known fact he participated in psychic healings and thought that he could heal people by concentrating on the area hard enough and deeply enough and um, right, he would like. Get a color and then... Yeah, there's, like, different healing colors. There's, like, gold yeah. and there's, like, a Christ color and all these different things. And there's one example where he, like, he put, like, a turban on his head with, like, a really big gemstone in the middle of it because one of his friend's sons had a really high fever. And uh, he went over to, like, break the fever. And so he's, like, touching the kid and, like, trying to break the fever and the kid I guess is young enough that he doesn't really understand what's happening and he keeps like trying to grab at the gemstone on his like turban hmm. um anyway the friends didn't really believe him but um yeah he attempted that but there's been other instances of trying to heal like a person's you know they were kind of had an upset stomach and so he's like trying to heal them with his psychic powers hmm. and um yeah so that's a big thing. He was really into uh, Hinduism and Eastern religions and whatever, so... Oh, and I guess if we back it up, because we're like, hey, what's, you know, uh, wisdom and knowledge of the counterfeit in, in Kundalini? And I think it's just that they're, they're into, like, transcending, right? It's mm-hmm. like, when you unlock all the chakras, it's like, it opens your third eye, and, and now you, you live yeah, in the real yeah, world. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the Matrix, where, you know, when you're in the Matrix... You don't know that you're in it, but at some point, if you can realize it, you can, like, break out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah. Actually, fun story about that. Like, I don't think I can watch The Matrix anymore. Like, now that I've researched this, I'm like, you know, like, uh, of course you can say, like, there's there's Christ parallels with with Neo, but, but that that, that's kind like of the point. Everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, they're, it's meant to be something that everyone can be like, oh, yeah, I can see how my stuff fits it's in. Like that's like multiple that's, religions. Yeah, that, that's a it's a, yeah. the new age thing, um, which is too bad because I really like a good action movie. But um, <laughs> I don't, not the second and third one. Yeah. You know, anyway, if, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this all relates, let's say, to the current state of the church. I think this is important to talk about with the oh crap. What's the denomination called? Uh. Are you talking about just generally the charismatics, yes. or are you talking about uh, pr- uh, uh, not not Protestant? Yeah, Pentecostal. There Mostly we go. I think the charismatics, Pentecostals have their own issues, but charismatics as a whole. Yeah, there's a big umbrella. Um, which is related to like the Toronto Airport Church, Catch the Fire, 
Hillsong. Modern Christian mysticism in uh, general. Christian mysticism in general. Uh, Bethel. Uh, you know, all that stuff. And the thing with the Kundalini spirit is that there's this, I don't want to call it a theory, but I'll call it a theory. Let's go with a theory. <laughs> there's this theory it's a theory until proven. That the spirit that has been unleashed at Catch the Fire and at Bethel and at all of these charismatic churches is actually the Kundalini spirit and not the actual like holy godly spirit. And it's pretty fascinating. Um, so I don't know how many listeners have been to like a charismatic church. <laughs> But they, you poor people. They are. They might get offended by by you saying that. But um, they can get offended. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to them. They're well known. These types of churches are well known for. Um, they have a certain flavor, and this flavor and it's spicy. Is um, <laughs> you know. Oh, how do I even describe? Okay, well, it's it's tongues, like showy. It's uh, um, doing things that everyone can see that yeah. you've got the spirit. So in it's you. like speaking in tongues. It's falling on the floor. It's excessive laughter. It's barking like dogs. It's slithering like a snake. It's doing weird, like sexy dances. Um, Ooh. It's. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> like horror Babylon dances. Yeah. Um. It's. It's a. It's a sight to see. You know, it's, it sure uh, is. It's running down the aisles, screaming, waving your hands. It's you know what I really like. It's the people that have the flags and they do laps and they're like just fling these flags all over and just I don't like mind flags. No, but like the ones like, that are running at the same time. Okay. It's just like basically like two swords just waiting to chop someone's head <laughs> off. You know, like yeah, flags. <laughs> you know when it's done in like an elegant way, I'm totally fine with. But when it's like they're basically having a you know, a moment of craziness, that's mm. when it's... Now, again, we can go back to the fruit of the Spirit. If there's no self-control, if there's no gentleness, yeah, there's no see, kindness, if there's no peace... That there's none of that. Like, have you been to... It's crazy. There's, like, there's there's yelling, there's screaming, there's, like, laughter that sounds kind of like a demon. Like, literally, I, there is nothing about it to me, that has any of the fruit of the Spirit in it at all. Like, and I do not understand how you can have people at, you know, the vineyard, at Catch the Fire, at all of these places that are like, oh yeah, this is, this is like, this is totally the Holy Spirit, and not Kundalini at all. Like, there's actually been a couple people that have uh, written responses to this kundalini idea and, and defending that it's not kundalini but i'm like what? how do you know how do you know that like, uh, just look like there there are youtube videos of um people from india unleashing so yo- yeah yogis laying on hands yeah. And all of a sudden, the people they lay hands on start babbling in tongues in an unknown language, the way that you would or, see in charismatic you know, circles. They do the shaking. Do the shaking, they, falling over backwards. Do the falling. They do, like, uh, going for a sprint around the it's building. It's friggin' uncanny. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And what is also really interesting is, like, there's when there's the laying of hands, it's like there's an energy transfer. And a lot of people in, you know, charismatics will be like, oh, the fire, the fire.
fire and then they feel, you know, this like this deep fire energy and they'll they'll say that they feel this deep energy like in their belly or whatever and I'm just like that's that's what that's what the Hindus say. Like yeah. literally it's 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 an energy transfer. Yeah, my philosophy is like don't don't let people lay hands on you that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they got. It's kind of like a spiritual aid, so I'm not even joking. But you don't know who's got it. Did you say a spiritual contagion? But yes. Um, well, I, I think it's a stronger word than contagion. It's something that virus? like, yeah, spiritual like COVID? like s- something <laughs> that you don't know and you can be deceived, right? And again, go back to Galatians. Does it produce? You know, like uh, love, joy, peace, yeah, patience, so kindness, about, goodness. Like, the fruit. So what's what? What is the most recent um, popular revival? Do you remember? Uh, no. What's his face? Oh, Todd Bentley. Todd Bentley. Is, okay. I don't know if he's new though. He's like. No. It was, well, the quote unquote revival was like mid two thousand early two thousand. Eight, nine-ish, I think? 2005? Hmm. Sure. Well, 2000s-ish. Um, let's talk about him. Because he is like the epitome of this de- denomination. Uh, well, um, I wouldn't say charismatic is a denomination. I know, but I didn't know what word to use. I think charismatic is a word that I dangerously associate with uh, bad spirituality. Yeah, So, but he's the epitome of this, right? Yeah. So, Todd Bentley um, had a quote-unquote... Revival. Mm. Um, thousands and thousands of people came. There are millions of watchers over the internet. There were quote unquote healings. Um, there was like a. He went on friggin' like, I think it was 2020 to talk about it. Like, it was a huge, huge thing. An aptly thing to go on considering the year is 2020. <laughs> and let's talk about the fruit of that endeavor. Mmm. Well, certainly not uh, faithfulness to his wife. Yeah. That one we know so, for sure. So, um, there's quite a pattern of quote-unquote immoral behavior. He hmm. has been implicated in... Um, Sexually aggressive things towards kind of the assault. men and women. Men and women. Of, uh, um, like, people that were in the ministry. Uh, men who were... Um, interning. Intern. Interns. Like... He would also, he would, like, go to a prayer meeting or whatever, and then that night he would go get, like, wasted. Actually, sorry, let's, let's go back for one second. How do you intern for a guy who I'm going to say is, claims to be, like, a prophet-healer mix? Is well, interning, like, you, you are learning to be a prophet and a healer? Well, he, um, he had a... Or is it just, like, part of his, like, was, like ministry of, company? Like, yeah, like, like it's part of, like, so it was probably just associated with that. Better put that fire out. No that's, kidding. That's what you got to do. Um, yeah, so it was the Lakeland Revival, April 2nd, 2008, until October. So hmm. a long time. And there were, you know, the, the healing ministries. And, yeah, it was just crazy. And, yeah, so the... The fruit was sexual morality, literal drunkenness. Um, yeah, spiritual drunkenness. Just, too. just. Yeah, I mean, I, he cheated again, on I'll... his wife multiple times with multiple people, like orgies, like like 
three psalms crazy well, crazy things. i'm just gonna do like the first verse that talks about the uh, deeds of the flesh immorality impurity sensuality yep check 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 actually we can keep going idolatry check sorcery enmities um, would you call sorcery like... I would say anything that's a fake miracle okay, or fake healing, uh, enmities, enmities. That's such a weird word. What does it even mean? Let's look it up. A feeling or state of hatred or animosity. There you go. So being hostile. And then, uh, you know, we can continue going because uh, this is just various levels of that. Uh, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, mm -hmm. disputes, dissension, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Yep. And, um, I mean, if, if people are actively working in a ministry and you start seeing any one of these, it's time to leave and it's time to call that out. Mm -hmm. uh, don't, don't just like quietly go away. Um, it's just so frustrating. And it's, it's all, so the roots in Kundalini and new age are just that, you know, the counterfeit, he's laying on hands, he's mm -hmm. transferring this, the spirit that he has. Can you imagine how many people have been negatively affected? By this quote-unquote revival. Yeah, it's, it was well, a chain reaction. Seven so I think, months long. And you're saying that a lot of these roots come from the Toronto airport meeting yes. in like the 90s, the 90s. And a lot of people, if look up your pastor, see. And like the people that you listen to, the, the books that you read, see. How many of them were in the Toronto airport church in the late 90s? Um, Mid early 90s? Somewhere in the 90s. Because uh, there was a, a very particular set of events that happened. Uh, where this kundalini spirit was definitively like i think when we look at the fruit of the spirit and how it works and examples of the kundalini spirit in hinduism um, that is the same spirit um, and it's been released and transferred and passed on and passed off as the counterfeit holy spirit and and now the the, the problem is it's it's so infiltrated into our church that a lot of people don't recognize they say oh my pastor was uh he was immoral and impure and sensual but um we're supposed to forgive him and maybe but at the same time if that is the only fruit uh other than i'm gonna say like amassing more people um but if his fruit is like you know the uh the deeds of the flesh uh we know we know it's counterfeit and people still go. It's crazy. 1994. Hmm. Who was that one uh, mega church pastor? Uh, I think it was also like late 80s, 90s. Really big guy. Uh, there's actually lots of videos of him like con confessing to his church, like big sweaty mess. Uh, like Southern American. I don't really know. And by place. Southern American, I mean like Southern US. Ugh. Now it's going to bother me because I can see his sweaty face. <laughs> There's so many videos of it. Anyway, uh, we know he was involved in the deeds of the flesh for a long period of time. Then we were expected to be able to, uh, you know, forgive him and go back to his ministry. But the the fruit's already been revealed. Why? Why do we forgive these people and go? Oh no, we can follow. You. We can trust your leadership now. No. So instead, you would forgive and then say, you need better teaching. Like you don't. You do not have the ability to be, you know, the pastor anymore. Correct. Like, like you could still come to the church as a fellow, like member, 
but you're not going to lead anymore because you obviously don't have the, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's evident that if the deeds of the flesh are the fruit of you your ministry, that you don't have not only the fruit, but you don't have the skills to do the ministry yeah. that you're doing. You're, you're in the wrong place doing the wrong things. Um, because God will always produce the fruits of the Spirit if you're following Him. And uh, I don't know how many, <laughs> how many other times I can go through the list. Oh, yeah, my other favorite noise is the roaring like lions. Oh, yeah, like the animal noises. That that's one. a huge kundalini but, thing, like, too. the lion one. Mm. I, I haven't learned that or heard that uh, specifically. But I am jealous of people that have really bassy, like, throaty voices where they, they could do that. Like, uh, that's actually one thing I really liked about cathedrals is uh, George Yance. Just really cracking a wood voice. No one understands. But there's, there's, <laughs> I see how it is. There's a quote here from Wikipedia um, from the official Catch the Fire website, I believe. Talking about... Kundalini? The, not Kundalini, but... Um, the Toronto Blessing from the Toronto Airport where this all first started. And this is what they say. The Toronto Blessing is a transferable anointing. Uh, yeah. (laughs) In its most visible form, it overcomes worshippers with outbreaks of laughter, weeping, groaning, shaking, falling, drunkenness, and even behaviors that have been described as a cross between a jungle and a farmyard. Oh, yes. Do those sound like any of the fruit of the Spirit to Th- you? That certainly sounds like uh, peace, gentleness, and self-control. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, you like, can't... It's, it's, it's mind-numbing at how obvious this is, that they yeah. can't see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they need to yeah reopen Galatians. Definitely Galatians. You don't need to know the list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but you need to know the fruit, right? Like... God is going to work whoever he wants. If he's going to heal someone through you, it's going to happen. You don't need to touch them. You don't even need to necessarily be aware. All that they need to know is that God was involved. Mm-hmm. You know? And one thing that always bothers me about... I'm going to use Todd Bentley as an example. Um, but this applies to so many ministries. Also, it's like just so you all know, uh, as of just a couple months ago, he was officially kicked out of the denomination that he was mm. in because of all of his... Immorality, and now he sells beard oil. So, oh, that's his job. Uh, good prices. I could <laughs> use some beard oil. Um, but, um, oh man, now I, I'm now sorry. I, no, I forget my train of thought. I'm Where, sorry. So let me. I just gotta uh, look that out. Oh right, so um, he stared at me deeply in Todd, my eyes, and it came back to him. So Todd Bentley. So basically, any ministry where the ministry is the name of the person. Guaranteed that people people are coming up to him hoping Todd Bentley will heal. Yep. Guess what? Todd Bentley can't do squat. It's it's the Holy Spirit or a deceiving spirit. It's one of the two. It's kind of similar when you see all the evangelists and their books. You know, it's always got their face on the cover. Yeah. You know, like as soon as you see the face on the cover, you go, okay, I know what kind of person you are. You put your face on the cover. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I got some mixed feelings because sometimes you might have a publisher and they're like, you got to do this. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I don't want to. Um, but definitely with ministry, it like just seems you to be choose. a, a particular th- personality, uh, perhaps narcissism, where um, a lot of the even like the TV evangelical preachers or whatever, they're there for the attention. Yeah. You know, even um, Ravi Zacharias. Zacharias? Zacharias, yeah. Even he has said. 
uh, in various accounts that he went into ministry for the attention. Yeah. And he is respected by so many people. Like, yeah. Which I also have issues with, which, uh, like, with him in general, but I don't know if that's relevant here. I mean, it's relevant in the sense of fruit of the spirit, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we go on with that for a while. Uh, another one's prophecy, right? That's another gift of the spirit that there's certainly counterfeits. Um, in Kundalini, of course, like in Hindu, when you're a, a yogi, you're expected to have like a hidden knowledge, hidden wisdom, and I think that's supposed to like... But it's supposed to be passed on from yogi to yogi, right? Yeah, and then I think part of that, though, is prophecy, so like you can go into trances and, and predict the future and things like that. There's certainly that. Uh, and, and in a general sense, right, like we, we know uh, fruit of the spirit, let's, uh, let me just uh, make sure um, there's like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Well, I guess uh, the spirit of truth is made self-evident. I wasn't sure if truthfulness was, was one of these off the top of my head. But basically, it, if you prophesy and you're wrong, in the Old Testament, you would get stoned. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were already kind of talking about that earlier. And, uh, I mean, you can tell the counterfeit to someone prophesy and it doesn't happen. I just think you have to have a lot of guts to be like, and God said this. Yeah. Like, and there's countless preachers, countless, that are like, you know, I have a word from you, from God, and God said this. God's going to do this. I'm just like, how dare you, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what gives you the right? Like, it boggles my mind yeah one thing i i don't get so i think with prophecy people will even say like you know god's always talking to me and like isn't that frightening right like Mm -hmm. you think of god as a you know like a a powerful force i've said this before too but just like when god shows up like things that are impure are destroyed Mm -hmm. and to think that these people have the gumption to say well i'm good enough and god uh God uh, talks with me day in, day out. And, uh, like, with his physical voice, or real voice, I guess it's not a physical voice, but... Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, these people are crazy. Crazy to think that the God that was like, hey, if you look at me, I'm going to accidentally kill you. So if I if I cover this and you look at, like, my backside, like, you'll, you're not going to die then. Uh, you know, and just... When you think about it that way, the people there are like, oh, yeah, you know... God and I, like, we look at each other all the time, and, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. Um, and then distinguishing with spirits. So, obviously, uh, we could say Kundalini, New Age, there's no distinguishing. Um, in fact, uh, as I said in, I think, the first episode where New Age is kind of like the free market of, mm-hmm. of spirituality, there is no distinguishing. It's finding the things that most align with the things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's crazy. Very crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know how you distinguish spirits, Aaron? How? Fruit of the spirit. No way. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a list, right? And uh, it's not a, you know, I think an exhaustive list, but you can certainly, uh, you should see the fruit of the spirit that Paul talks about mm-hmm. uh, when, when God is present and working. And if you don't, if you see the, the other list of the, the deeds of the flesh, which is just a couple verses up from there, uh, you know you know what's up. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else have we got here? We, we, we can keep, keep, keep this uh, wagon a-moving. Um, 
So uh, various kinds of tongues. We already kind of talked about this when we were initially mentioning it, but just like Kundalini babbling. That, that's what it is. It's not that uh, we don't speak like whatever these uh, yogis and, and Hindu believers are when we're looking at the videos. No, they, they literally start babbling incoherently. And how is that of God? So I think um, they defend it by saying um, at, at Pentecost, they're drunk in the spirit. And they were just, you know, they don't, they don't consider at that time the disciples weren't like, they weren't saying real languages is I think how they, oh. uh, how the charismatics would describe that. And so, but I, I think like literally a verse later, someone's like, and I hear it in Greek and, and yeah. he hears it in, yeah. in, uh, whatever the other languages are. I don't have it memorized. I, I can go to Acts though. We can, we can take a peek. I'm pretty just... sure that that's how they describe it. Yeah. Let me, uh. Filled Holy Spirit and began began to speak with other tongues, which you could say in other languages, as the Spirit was giving them utterance. They were yeah, as so they the Greeks go, came in, they spoke oh, Greek. Other tongues. Uh, okay, I yeah. can do that too. And then they just babble. And certainly you can babble and whatever, but that doesn't glorify anyone uh, because no one knows what you're saying. Mm -hmm. We have no way to verify if someone has the interpretation of that babble. We don't know if that's true. Um, we've seen videos of uh, various uh, televangelists uh, speaking in tongues to a group of people and you know, babbling something and laughing, and these other guys are laughing too. But like, you know, they don't know what's being said. They're just going like, "Oh, you know, this is great. You know, this is the spirit." No, it's not. Let me see. So, um, oh yeah, I'm still looking for the exact uh, verse here. There we go. And then this sound occurred. The crowd came together and were bewildered because each of them was hearing them speak in his own language. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, Again, tongues as the spirit so, gave utterance. It's so obvious that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. And I think part of it too is maybe tradition. Like it's, I guess it's so. one of those things where um, they've been doing it like that for years, so it has to be right. And on top of that, if you notice, a lot of them don't actually read their Bibles. Like, yeah, that's Tom a little scary. Bentley, pretty sure. Uh, I don't think he ever really opened his Bible at, at any of those tent meetings or anything. Like, it's always like, oh, it's God is telling me to do this. God is telling me to say this. And God's so, telling me to drop kick a baby. Yeah. So they don't, they don't even need their Bibles anymore. Hmm. Because, because God's talking to them directly. Like. So just to continue on, just, uh, to get to that drunken part that we're talking about. So they're all amazed and astonished saying, why are not all these who are speaking Galileans, like, they're, they're a bunch of these Jewish dudes. How is it that we hear them in our own language to which we were born? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, lists off, like, the different people that were there, uh, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, uh, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Pontus, Asia. Uh, the list actually goes on a, a little further still. I'm not going to list them all off. And then they're like, uh, how is it that we're hearing it in our own language? And uh, one of them says, like, what can this mean? And, and someone's like, ah, they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, when you're drunk, you can speak other languages, apparently. So then um, they take that, oh, they're drunk, and then apply that to, 
being drunk in the spirit, and that's why you can laugh like a crazy man, you can shake, you can fall over, you can scream, you can do all these things that a quote-unquote drunk person would do, because they say, oh, they were drunk at Pentecost, even though it doesn't say that. Well, so what's funny is it says, but others were mocking and saying, they're full of sweet wine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they were mocking, they, they weren't, weren't saying these guys are drunk. drunk. Like, it's oh, crazy. It Again, is crazy. They don't read their Bibles. It's obvious, because if they did, they would go, hmm, maybe uh, maybe this is not right. But I think people, they're, they're caught up in the things that they see and not the things that they read. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I, I would love to see all sorts of crazy things happen. And I'm sure I might, at some point in my life, see them. Uh, I haven't seen anything that is uh, a leg lengthening oh. or... I haven't seen someone just start speaking a language they don't know, uh, but I believe that there's empowerment for the situations where that matters. And uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I would love even to see. Jesus it. says like to Thomas, you know, blessed are those who don't see and still have faith. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're not supposed to see these things. Like yeah, maybe it's just that. I think that like I think one reason why. I find all of those things so irritating is like they don't require faith anymore. Like it, it lessens the well, faith requirement, well, I think. So it's like still oh, requires faith but not but I, like, I wouldn't say faith in God or faith yeah, in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so I mean like if you can see all of these things happening, then it's like you have other things to give you reasons to believe that isn't necessarily a blind faith. Mm-hmm. You know? And um and I think that that's why people want it so much is because they don't want to go on blind faith. Yeah. And I get it. And I, I, I do think that God works in all these ways, mm-hmm. but I think they're done in ways that we'll never know. I think the real healers are the ones that, you know, I'm going to say like, probably sounds weird, but like the come by night sort of healer, like a guy that's, that's just in the right place at the right time that does healing. He's not... He's not the guy that's got a ministry uh, named after himself that has crowds of a thousand. He's the guy that, uh, you know, God says, hey, I got a guy over here and you're going to go. And whether or not it's a physical, uh, like, a voice that you hear or if it's just you, you are there because what God wants is what happens. Uh, And a healing might take place that happens because you're there and maybe you, you catch a glimpse of it. Um, and I, I think that's like, that's the sort of stuff that I think happens. And, um, you know, I, I'm not into the, uh, the guys that come up and they gotta put make hands a, on you and make a show. Yeah. I went, it's uh, like a magic trick. <laughs> when I was a teenager, there was a, a fellow at my church, but he, he wanted to take me to this tent meeting because, you know, the guy running it was a real, real healer. I don't remember the guy's name. All I remember is, uh. Wasn't he from the States somewhere? Yeah, just a very white southern U.S. Uh, guy who was supposed to be the healer. And I, I, I was praying before I went. I was like, God, if this is you, I would love to see this stuff. If it's not, I don't want to see it. I, if it's not you, then that can all burn. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, and I went there, and uh, the fellow that brought me there really wanted to see me get healed. And because I wasn't called up through the service... And we, we got up in this prayer line. Uh, so, of course, this guy's ahead of me in the line. 
And when this minister comes by and lays hands on him, he falls backwards. He's gone. So I'm like, okay, yeah, like I guess, I guess if this is the way that God works, then I'm, I'm open to it if it's God. And you know, the guy puts his hands on me and tries to like shove me back, and I don't fall. And you could tell he was like, huh. And then just kind of like moved on because like, oh, I guess there's nothing. But now I'm just stuck sitting there <laughs> waiting for this other guy because he was my ride. I didn't have any way to do anything outside of that. And I was like, okay, well, th this was a waste of time. This guy isn't real. Um, well, I mean, I should have already known that when he comes up and he's like, hey, what do you need? <laughs> like, if God is healing, he doesn't need to tell anyone what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, I, I missed all the parts where Jesus was walking uh, around and said, hey, what's your problem? I can heal it. I just need to know what it is first. Didn't happen. Even with, uh, was it Peter, when he's walking, people were like desperate to like be near his shadow thinking that that could heal him, and many or, like, were. the woman who just, yeah. didn't she just touch his clothes? Yeah, the one with the, the bleeding yeah. problem. Um, yeah, and I don't know, like God didn't have to go up and be like, what's your problem? Put his hands and like, Pray really hard and hope yeah, for the it's best. Yeah, that weird concentrating, like, energy thing. Yeah, like, that's not a thing. That's like, kundalini. It's so weird. There's nothing you can do. In fact, it says, like, we're saved by, you know, uh, by grace through faith, not of any works that you've done. And that's just salvation, which is a huge miracle on its own. But there's no thing that you can do afterwards. Mm -hmm. you, you, you are not empowered as, you know, Aaron or Alex to go out and, and touch people. You don't got that. That's the Holy Spirit. We're, we're just flesh. I don't know. It, it's crazy. Crazy. I'm doing the Italian hand crazy. Is, yeah. yeah. And let's see. So, so the last one we have on here is interpretation of tongues, which is, much like tongues, I think it's you go somewhere and someone's speaking to you and you don't know the language and you need to know because through some means of you knowing, there's an opportunity for you to minister. And I believe uh, we've, we've probably gone places. People have gone places where uh, someone comes up to them and speaking whatever language they got, you hear it in your own language, and you have no idea. You don't know that there was some sort of divine intervention. Uh, but if it, if it leads to you know, the, the fruit of the Spirit, then, then we know it was, it was good. But you're not necessarily going to know. Or you might. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you, you would certainly know if you know what you you know what someone said and and you both go like, hey, something something weird's going on because I don't know that language and you just you know said something to me and, and whatever. Um But yeah, like I think that's also why it's kinda hard to talk about like the counterfeits because the real versions aren't like these big showy mm -hmm displays of you know the power of todd bentley or yeah. the power of uh name your biggest charismatic tent meeting evangelist or whatever you know like mm -hmm. yeah like, i just don't think god would uh punch or kick people in the mouth which is you know what todd bentley would do i don't think yeah god he's more would... like rub clay in the eyes you know <laughs> not todd but no not no jesus god, yeah. Um, he wouldn't drop kick a baby to heal it. Uh, he wouldn't, uh, what else have they done? That's what I want to know, what happened to that baby? I th Did they, like, take the baby to the hospital? So the baby, I hope they took the baby to the, the hospital. The baby wasn't actually Todd Bentley, it was some other, uh, oh. guy from, I think, the 1800s. 
Are you sure? I thought Todd Bentley, no, no, Todd Bentley kicked a baby. Um, well, he just like, like, kicked people in the face and then they would like lose a tooth on stage. Jeez. I, I can Google it. I hope those people all went to the hospital though just to make sure they didn't have like a concussion or a broken jaw. Like, I doubt that they did unless there was like something major. That'd be uh, a great like research project is finding out all the people that Todd Bentley like assaulted and figure out like how many of them had to like go to the hospital after because he's like a big guy you know i wouldn't want to be hit by todd bentley <laughs> yeah the guy um is smith wigglesworth mm. that's a pretty classy last name though wigglesworth yeah it's like like uh oh man yeah he was 1800s uh, at this guy's um like ministry there were reports that people were Raised from the dead, including his wife. Now, I don't have any problem with, like, raised from the dead, but I haven't seen it. Wigglesworth, whose only training was as a plumber, described cancer as, quote, a living evil spirit and insisted that many diseases were satanic in origin. So, I, I can't mm. refute that. His methods but... often involved hitting, slapping, or punching the afflicted part of the body. Hmm. On a number of occasions, his approach to persons suffering from stomach complaints was to punch them in the stomach, sometimes hmm. with such force that it propelled them across the room. When challenged on this, his response was, I don't hit them, I hit the devil. Huh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, again, I can go to the fruit of the spirit and, and the deeds of the flesh, you know, and... I bet with Mr. Wigglesworth, we can check off a lot of the things in the deeds of the flesh and not a lot of things from the fruit of the spirit. Ugh. I just want to get that baby story. Oh, well, you're doing that. So one thing I should like caution to is like, I think people are humans. They're, they're going to do things from the deeds of the flesh. But if there's no like fruit of the spirit at the same time, if there's uh, not like... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If those things aren't aren't evident, then yeah, I, I don't know I don't know what to say. But I, I can certainly say that there's a lot a lot of prominent Christian figures that are certainly in the deeds of the flesh list, and that's scary. I can't find anything about the baby, but I'm sure it happened. Because he did everything else. Hmm. Oh, man. Well, anyway, we've gone through the list. Um, certainly related most of them back to Kundalini, and I'm sure that there's there's even more things that you can relate back, but we, we don't, like, steady the Kundalini as no. much as we uh, hopefully steady the Bible. Uh, there's a lot of websites out there, though. So if you put in, if you're curious about it, uh, like Kundalini Spirit and Charismatic or um, Kundalini, what's the word you were saying? Like fake, but there's a better word for it. Counterfeit? Counterfeit Holy Spirit or whatever. There's a whole bunch of websites. There's actually an interesting YouTube video where they show clips from like charismatic churches doing all the charismatic things and then going, and here's like the equivalent, at, you know, for the Hindus. And then it shows you old clips from, you know, India. It's pretty interesting. It is. Um, I don't know, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, do we have a take-home message? Uh, yeah, the take-home message is uh, I want everyone, including me, because I don't have it memorized, 
is uh, memorize Galatians 5. Just do it. Um, because it's all about knowing what is spiritual, what is good, what is from God, and what isn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe relating back to yoga and yoking, the very first verse is, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free, or therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery, mm-hmm. which is yoga. Yoke yoga is slavery. a yoking of slavery to That's a Hindu god. But anyway, uh, read through five, especially deeds of the flesh, fruit of the spirit. Know, identify, see, and call out. Right? If you're if you're in a ministry, or uh, if you watch a ministry and you know you can point out immorality impurity and the other things that are deeds of the flesh call it out let other people know right like we've called out uh especially uh bethel and um hillsong and jesus culture um jesus culture was just part of bethel i guess they all are and then uh catch the fire catch the fire so share it with people let them know that these aren't fruit of the spirit things these are deeds of the flesh things if you're going to a church about that talk to your pastor and be like i've seen all these things that are deeds of the flesh and what have i seen of fruit of the spirit yeah whoa (laughs) he had a yeah moment it was very good uh also if you have suggestions for topics let us know Mm. oh here's a nice way to close it off galatians 5 25 and 26 if we live by the spirit let us also walk by the spirit let us not become boastful challenging one another envying one another that's where it ends (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how do we end these things now go follow jesus okay (laughs) bye see ya